Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up? Welcome back to Bleach Boys. The prodigal sons return. We are back in rare form with our new co-host, Pythes. Say hello. Hi, I'm the new Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He's virtual. Welcome in. It's improved all the way around, really. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we are back. We're doing batches of Thousand Year Blood War this time. So it's been done. I have not watched Thousand Year Blood War to this day. Never seen it. Obviously, I've read it. So I am now watching it. Uh, we'll, we'll go around and say how we're watching it. I'm watching the Blu-ray release. Oh, you're watching the Blu-ray? The Blu-ray oh, my boy. release where if you're unaware, because I do see stuff on the social medias, the Blu-ray releases like they fixed a couple of CG things. Yep. They made Ichigo's face look a little silly in some things. They fucked with Yuwa's mustache. Just minor things that they've changed on it. Jose? Uh, I've saw it as it was being simulcasted and then I'm going back and watching it in dub actually, which is an mm, okay, interesting take okay, on okay. it. Okay. That's the classic Bleach Boys take. Exactly. That's how we do it. Uh, and Pythes, go ahead. Uh, same as Jose, I watched it when it came out. Now I'm watching it dubbed. Okay. And I lost subscription to everything that I can legally watch it on. So I'm watching it through underhanded means. <laughs> uh, hypothetically, <Okay>. of course. <laughs> hypothetically, of course. Support Bleach. Yeah. Uh, support Bleach uh, through the official channels, of course. If it gets bad, just erase that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, kicking it right off, we're going to head into uh, episode one. We're doing batches of four. So, Bleach Thousand Blood War Core 2 comes out in a month. We're going to start off with episodes one through four this part. Then we're going to do four through eight. That doesn't work out. Five through eight. Five through eight. Yeah, and then like, we're huh. going to do nine through 12. And then we're going to finish the week before Core 2 comes out with the very last episode. And then we're going to talk about predictions and trailers and all kinds of good stuff there. So, with that. Thank you guys for coming back. I know a lot of you guys requested it. We actually are going to do a giveaway. We have a couple of these, so don't think you can't win them. This is from Anime Expo. So Jose was there. He could verify. This is very true. Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. It says October 2022, so you can tell this poster was from before when the actual series came out. It's just of Ichigo. This was the poster like that was shared everywhere online. Everybody saw this picture when they announced Thousand Year Blood War Part 2 was going to come back. So we have a couple of these. We have even more to give out, but we're going to sh- we're gonna save them for future episodes. So if you do want them, if you're watching on YouTube, you're listening on Spotify, all you got to do is just share the podcast, leave a comment on YouTube, or hashtag Bleach Boys on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll pick one at random. Just share it with people, get it out there, and we'll send this to one of you guys. We have two that we're giving away this episode. So... With that, let's hop into episode one of Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, okay? This, I feel like this would have been the perfect episode to show the first five minutes before the anime came out. Because the entry of the main four back into the show was so cinematic and so good of Chad, Ichigo, or Orihime, and Uryu showing back up. I was like, holy shit. It was so good. I I mean, 
aside from Chad just destroying a whole yeah. building and people in it. Dude, but you I know. wrote that. What the fuck? He De La Muerte a fucking skyscraper. Are those people even alive? They're all <laughs> De La Muerte now. That's and let, let me. Is that the first time we see him do a ranged version of that? Because before it's like he kind of punches the person into the wall. So I thought he hit him, and then the blast is what happened. Right? Okay, so it's so like the an distance almighty. was never a factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never saw distance. And then we meet Ikaku's sister. And, she is. She's described as maybe his sister, maybe his cousin, maybe his niece. So relative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a relative. And then we meet another guy. I wrote down his name, Ryonosuke Yuki, because I was like, who the, is he the fuck dude? is this guy? He's just the regular black-haired guy who's there with Ikaku's something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he has a lot of speaking lines. And, like, he's, like, the like the, the kind of, like, the human thrown into the weird situation kind of trope. And I was like, who is this guy? Just random. I don't think he's related to anybody. No one cares about him. <laughs> He's going to die anyways. Yeah. And then we get the entry of Ichigo and everybody. So first thing I did notice, I saw Orihime's shit come flying in, right? His yeah. Her little dudes. Something Except Keshu. they're not dudes. I was kind of hoping they were going to bring back the dudes. No, right? They're just in their little yeah. like, uh, like vehicle They're mode, like I guess? arrow forms, yeah, arrow basically forms, what yeah. they're in. The dudes never come back, huh? The dudes are done. I th- Yeah. I, I, I think we see them in the first season, and that's about it. Never come back. I liked the dudes and the gals. I liked them both. I thought they were cool. Then we get, obviously, the Chad moment. Ichigo, in classic fashion, by the way, fighting against a bunch of nameless hollows. Instant Bankai. Of course. I mean, Instant Bankai. Call back to the original. <laughs> he did not waste a fucking second. Fucking Ichigo, dude. Just You know, learn some better moves. Yeah, and then so it is worth noting, they go gold Getsuga the first time you see him, mm-hmm. and then immediately black and white Getsuga for when he's Bankai, which yep. I thought was cinematic as fuck. It yep. looked beautiful. Really, really. And then we meet Eburn. Does anybody remember the character Eburn? He's the hollow, right? Yeah, I, I imagine if nobody's watching along, they don't know who the or, fuck Eburn car, is. Sorry. Because, yeah, it's in a wrong car that is a Quincy, which leads to confusion. He's got a German accent in the dub. Yeah, he oh, does. He does, does have he? a German accent. Interesting. In the Do they give all of the Sternritter and the uh, Quincy's a German accent at all? Or is it just just that one character? No. So, like, what's his name? Quailed? Was that, is that his name? I don't know. That weirdo. Yeah, that, that <laughs> dude. Uh, Sternritter J. He just, like, doesn't have an accent, but then kind of tries to have an accent. It's, it's, it comes off a little weird. But, I mean, otherwise, still really well done in the dub. Okay. Okay. I respect to the dub. Even though he's modeled after an actual Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's actual facts. So uh, I thought they fit a lot of content into each one of these episodes because I was kind of amazed as I was watching them. I was like, man, they're kind of hauling ass through some of this stuff. Because in the first episode, right, we get the introduction of all the main four. We get Eburn shows up. We find out the Rukon district people have disappeared. Then um, Sasakiba dies. I know they don't do him. I was like, dude, that was so fast. That was so, so fast. See, I expected that maybe episode two, not right away. But then all of a sudden you just see the boy right at the end. Boom. Stabbed. Yeah. And then I did like the part where they all break into Yama's like little headquarters. And he's like, hey, like your security's a little lax. Like, what's up? And he's like, oh, no, I am the security. (laughs) It's just like, damn. Yama continues to be a badass. I love Yama, even though his decision making skills are piss poor. (laughs) <laughs> it's the age it's gotten to him yeah i i suppose because that's i actually that's not even all because we still get eburn and ichigo fighting then we find out sasakibe is not dead like 
yet. He has a, his last few words he's trying to pass on to Yamina. Definitely bleeding out. Yes. Then Eburn attempts to steal Ichigo's Bankai. It doesn't work. And by the way, I got to say, for being a fucking no letter, you know, Stern Ritter, whatever you want to call him, Wander Reich, he did a fantastic game plan of trying to steal Ichigo's Bankai. That's who I'd go to first. Yeah, straight taunt. If, yeah, if I was a Quincy also, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to bait this bitch out that took on down Aizen. I'm going to steal his Bankai. I am a little surprised that Ichigo straight up thinks about it and he goes like, why is he just taunting me? Like, yes. I don't get this. I'm just going to go for it. Ichigo was actually thinking. But he still goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> he was putting thought into it. Yeah, but if this is a trap, let's just go into the trap and see what happens. True, yeah, it's the quickest way to figure yeah. out the trap. The what quickest. Bonkai. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I, I don't know. I, I was like, man, I was first impressed. Like, man, Ichigo's thinking this one through. And he's like, ah, fuck it. The brains have kicked in. Yeah, with age, he's become smarter, 100%. Yep. And then we get, I get, though they never give an explanation for it yet. As far as I know, is that the shadow thing kind of sucks away all of the Quincy's, is how they keep getting away. I don't know if that's somebody's power or if that's Yuwa I, doing that. It does have a name, right, Pythes? Uh, they just call it the shadow. Well, yep. there we go. That's the all shadow. they refer to it as. So, and then that same, so the guy that broke into Yama's uh, place, he comes back and he immediately gets his arm chopped off because he's squabbling with Eburn, which yep. is a classic Espada thing. And they're stealing that. Okay. They I know. Grimjo got his arm ripped that. off. Like the, you, we already used that to establish a badass character. You can't do it again. And then I don't know if you guys remember, you guys rewatched it. The ending in episode one is a fucking bot. It is different oh, from the all song? the yeah, other endings. Because it has the uh, like the recap. Yes. Yeah, recap I heard it, and I was like, yo, because I've seen the ending and opening before. I was like, I have never heard this fucking song. It slaps. It's, it's so really good. good. Yeah, I loved it. And then I was like, man, maybe I was hearing the wrong ending. Like Maybe it was something else, and then they never play it for the other episodes. It's gone. Not it was just for the first episode. But I do like the other one going forward, too. It is kind of nice. It's not nearly as good as the first episode one. Neither the opening or the ending come anywhere close to the special ending of episode one. No, no, no. I agree. It was I'm straight gonna, fire. I'm see it now. I don't really like the opening for this. The theme. I, I think both the actual opening and the actual ending are not. They're not hits. They're not it. They're the on. endings. Okay. They both grew on me, but I just think they're they're let downs compared to everything else Bleach has ever had. Yeah, but I do love the. Uh, like the opening video that they use though, like for the captains and stuff. And then how the ending, as you watch it, you start kind of finding out that it's a different ending for every captain. Am I correct? I didn't fucking realize that. That's news to me. <laughs> yeah. And I think it shows off the flowers too. That relates to each one of the captain's badges. Really? I'm pretty sure. The I did opening that. does that. Is it the opening or the ending? Cause the opening is the one with the flowers. Oh, I, th I think it's the... Uh, the ending's the one with the Zanpak toe. I think it's the the ending, because I'm pretty sure it shows some of the flowers and stuff in there. All right, you blew me away. Uh, so I guess I'll come out and say now, I'm the type of guy to watch an ending and opening once, and then I skip it. <laughs> and then I don't want to see it ever again. <laughs> I used to do that, but then I it grew on me to just like them. No, it, it takes too much time. Like, I'm trying to watch these episodes, because I'm a binger. I am a binge watcher. So, like, I'm done. The ending comes on. Check for an after credit scene. Move on with my life. <laughs> it takes way too long. Are you guys watching the fucking poems that come in at the end as well? Yeah. By these, are those poems of anything of significance? Uh, yes. I actually wrote this down in my notes. These are poems that show up at the beginning of every volume of Bleach. Thank you. I was trying oh. to remember where I had uh, like heard some of these before. 
the the first one is like word for word like the the first of the the blood war the take one step in never return sea of blood of the universe interesting and they do that for every episode so this one is from volume 55 Oh, okay. Oh, there we All go. right. There we and go. didn't they do? Aren't the poems like a game also? Because I saw that they released a Bleach poem like card game thing. They might have. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Because I saw that they were coming out with a Bleach game, and I was like, hell yeah! Like what the fuck? And it was like some classic Japanese like poem slapping game. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But might have been Hanafuda. I'm not sure. Oh, that, that might be it. Well, make a lot of sense. Let's move on to episode two because we immediately learn the name of the person who got their arm blast off, which is Ludas, where we immediately find out Ludus? nobody gives a shit about him because he dies later in the episode. Oh, I mean. Both of the, the Quincy that we met die. Yep. I was like, all right, he's just blowing people's fucking heads off. No no problem. Um, I did have in my notes, though, that the opening for episode two, it spoils that Udu changes sides. He's full on yeah, with you the Stern Yeah, you see it, right? Uh, he's like in the bottom corner. Yeah. He's there in the group shot. He's just hanging out. I was like, all right, well, that's crazy because they still have not. We're four episodes in. Spoiler alert. They've still not revealed no, that that happens. Not at all. So it's f- at least five. It's more than that. At least five episodes in that they're going to reveal that. And it's, it's in the opening. So yeah. I have a note about Yuha and his mustache. Okay. <laughs> they fuck the fuck out of his mustache in the anime. It's just kind of a stubble in the manga. And then it grows in gradually. Is it? I don't remember that. I'm holding volume 55 right now to go over stuff. And it's just kind of like a little scratchy thing of hair, and then it gets bigger. Does it look like, um, it, was it meant to look like, what's his name, uh, Zangetsu? You know how he has that like little like mustache kind of growing in, a little stubbly? Yes, it's, it's obviously an older looking version, but yeah, he looks more like Zangetsu in this. Yeah, so I know that was one of the things that they changed in the Blu-ray release was they fucked with how his mustache progresses. Like, I think they changed it in the beginning where he has less of a mustache, so he looks closer to Zangetsu, mm-hmm. and then it grows throughout the series. That's just what it was in the manga. Yeah. Okay, so it's just more canon. So then. they just they changed it in the anime, so it's closer to that. Um, yeah. Back to episode two, we get Baby Nell. So, I know. We get that immediately she's almost. She's not grown up at all. She's just baby now still, which is cool because we also get Peche. I just love her introduction. It's like, oh, I see Ichigo got to go full speed and kill yes, him. Yes, yeah. And then I don't know about either of you two, but my heart immediately dropped when I saw it was just Peche and Nell. I was like, dog, if they killed off Donde Chaka, see, I forgot about fuck? that too. And then when Peche's like, we got to help Donde Chaka, I'm like, they're going to find him dead. He's going to be <laughs> yeah. dead. Oh, my God. I thought for sure. It's like, what better way to raise the stakes than like the fucking glack Donde Chaka? Because what? We read this, what, 10 years ago, 11 years yeah, ago? Yeah, he's a lovable guy. It's like, yeah. if you're going to kill off anybody and he doesn't really have any relevance to the story but it would still be sad to see donachaka go down he's a fun loving dude <laughs> with like sasakibe donachaka will survive forever <laughs> <laughs> oh sasakibe got done dirty yeah yeah he did he will beat aizen if they need to yeah that's it yeah well yeah. credit to them because we get the flashback about how like you personally invaded weko mundo um Nell, Peche, and Dondo Chaka were the last people defending Halibol. Oh, yeah. They, stu- they stuck around. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did that happen? By the way, anime only. 
Oh, oh that's right. They did add a lot of like random little scenes in there, interesting. right? Interesting. Uh, I think from my knowledge, from what I've seen, not so much in season one. The amount of added scenes in season one is very limited. Um, in season two going forward is when they're going to start full on adding a lot of stuff. Yeah, I did see that in an interview with Kubo. So, so I'm looking in the manga. Yuha pulls back the curtain and then there's Halle Bell all hurt. And then that's it. So they added that entire I mean, I think that's pretty cool, though, because then it's just like it just shows that Nell, Pesce, and Don DeChaka were like actually there for her. Which is nice because yeah. they become big friends later, especially in Can't Fit Your Own World. So they're okay. establishing. OK, we love that. That's a great addition. I do feel like a lot of the added scenes are either directly tied to Can't Fit Your Own World or they're setting that up, which was alluded to in the trailer for the core two. I feel like that's wishful thinking. I, I don't think so. I, I think, think I think it's very likely to happen. I, I agree with Sam on this one. I think that just because it's so big, I think Can't Fear Your Own World is going to make an appearance. Because I know that in Camp, in Bleach Core 2, the trailer, a lot of people think there's a slight flash of something on screen, and they think it is Tokinata stealing oh my God, you saw that too? one of the weapons that is used in Camp Fear Your Own World, which is something Sam, that... I have to say, you, you pronounce his name incorrectly. It's that oh bitch Tokinata. <laughs> all right i thought you were gonna give actual <laughs> thank you but yeah that's a lot of people think that i i think they're sending up that's the most popular novel by far i would not be surprised if they do that can't we get spirits are forever with you though i thought we were gonna get spirits are forever with you at least some bit of it in here it would be at least a hype ova yeah I, that makes a lot of sense we're getting Camp Fear World, guys. Don't get distracted, okay? We're getting that. Trust me. Uh, I'll back to it. So they made Waikamundo. We get Urahara's first appearance. He's just hanging out in the window in classic fashion. I love how he's just like, I'm always right here. Yeah. I'm just chilling at your window. Yeah, and I like each. Because like, well, how how did you know to appear at this time? I was just hanging outside until I heard the right moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. What a creep. Mm-hmm. So that's always good. And then let's see. We get uh, back to Waikamundo. We go there. We see the, uh, I guess we're just going to call enslaved or cars that they're taking. They start yep, basically yep, eliminating yep. the fuck out of them. Uh, that's where we see Lolly and Minnelly. Oh, yeah, yeah. They make their appearance and then get fucked up, and they're like, you guys are in. We like your spirit. Yeah, who they both pretty much – Minnelly gets stabbed, and Lolly just gets bitch slapped. She's yeah. just like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like, what the fuck? And they both declare their loyalty to Aizen still. They still say as Aizen's direct subordinates or whatever. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, hey, loyalty's loyalty, I guess. That's cool. But, yeah, they get, they get drafted. The Aizen dick is too good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> apparently. And then immediately after that, so we obviously get Ichigo and everybody arriving, but we get the Tress Bestia arriving. I I, I honestly forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They And I got to say, you know, obviously we get Mila Rose, we get Sun Sun, we get Apache, whatever the fuck. Was Apache their fight helicopter. extended, though? I don't remember seeing too much of it in the manga. It was slightly extended, but I was kind of doing a, a play-by-play, and it's not a whole lot. They just added more. Okay, yeah. So they did kind of expand a tiny bit and make it look cooler. Yeah, they both they they just kind of got an extra shine on it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the one thing I did notice is Mila Rose be looking good, dog. Oh my Mila, god, you saw Mila that too. Mila Rose be looking good, though. She, she thick. She like a gladiator, dog. Ooh, she got my that. heart. I tell you what, jeez, mommy, fuck mom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then the I, I mean, they make the realization right. They have this fight. They go on forward, and they're like, "Oh my god, the invading army is Quincy's." It's like, yeah, no shit. Yep. Like, no shit. Like, oh, what, what took so long? 
And that's pretty much all of episode two. So yeah, I, it's, it's my Yuri literally going like, so yeah, we all know who it is, right? Yeah. It's like, it's fucking Quincy's. I mean, even they make the realization, Wekumundo. There's a lot that I've noticed that people are making the same realization in like three different places. Yeah. And they do that at the same time. through all the episodes. Like someone will be on the cusp of figuring out they'll cut over to somebody else to finish the sentence. Like, Jesus, like how much is this happening? If you hadn't read the manga, you might not know that, that, that it's a Quincy. I don't What's know. I feel like you would figure it out almost instantly. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like who else do we have left to fight? Aizen again. <laughs> Aizen round two. Are you sure it's not the bounce? Thank you, Jose. Thank you. I, I knew, I, Sam was itching to get this. There is one bounce that is still alive, so he could come <laughs> back. And their creator is still alive as well, so she could just make more. It's like the Frankenstein thing. He's going to get so lonely, he's going to force ron tau to make new bounce bounce no what's gonna happen there's gonna be an explosion and then eisen breaks free from jail he goes finally my true subordinates (laughs) (laughs) the bounce (laughs) they come back they just never die and then this is what i had in my notes that the ending song is different i was very disappointed i was like what the fuck it's like i was vibing on that person with the pulsing uh sword and i had to go back i listened to the second one it's like it sounds similar enough and then i load up the first i was like nah that's totally different you're like nope yeah that ain't it Uh, it's it's all right but it's not the same yeah then episode three, we immediately get, uh, is his name Quilge? Is that how he pronounced that? He roasts the Trespestia instantly. Oh, yeah. He fucks him up because uh, I think we get almost an identical scene to the manga where they're all where all the girls are just laying out. Yeah. It is, it is a recreation of the manga panel. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I And real quick, I love the coloring in this manga and in, in this <laughs> anime. It's fucking fantastic. The shading and everything. Mwah. They did a very the good way job. The way he looks... It makes it look like the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. They did I, a fantastic I, job. And I, so you guys are going to correct me if I'm wrong, because we get Quilge, right? And he sees Ichigo, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, the data that Yuwa gave me, which they never refer to him as Yuwa. We don't learn that till fucking way down the fucking line. We don't, I, we don't learn that at all in these episodes. I just know that from the manga. They just call him Majesty, I think, yeah, right? Or yeah. something like that. Uh, but he refers to him as a special threat. Are they not yep. revealed to be special war powers? Does that term never come into play? Is that just something that the manga people made up? Yeah, it's a little bit later, I think. Okay. So they're referred to special threats for now. They're just like, this is a guy to worry about. Yeah. Okay. Ki- uh, what was it? Kill on sight or something like that? Just to like deal with it. Uh, you can compare it to Monado, you know, flee on sight. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. There we yeah. go. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and then when this where you find out about their, the Quincy Volstern dick ditch i don't whoa, know whoa, how you say that dog like but they have their advanced form like uryu basically yeah yeah uh, so i wrote the, the little crown thing over their head right that's different that's different it's all different so the crown so i because i wrote this down they explain urhar later we'll mm-hmm. jump around here explains that they have basically three main powers that you have to look out for one is the the upgraded quincy like unleashing their powers going ape shit where they no longer lose their Quincy powers. And you find out that Uryu's dad was the only one that was loyal to the old school way, which is why that was why 
Who do you do that? That's why he had the weird glove because that's the only yeah. way he could use it. Yeah. Yep. So, but then you find out that they also have another thing, which they call as like absolute reishi control or something like that, and that is the crown where they oh, were um, gotcha. sucking it away from like even like Chad and like Orihime's little shield, and they were sucking up rocks and stuff. That's what that is. It makes sense because they subjugate reishi, and everything in Wakamundo is made of reishi. Yep. Yep. And that's also where they like um, can control. I don't know if this is a different thing, but they can control their veins and inject it with reishi. I thought and that was also, like blood or something like that. I forgot the name of that one. The blute vein. Blute vein. Now, thank you. So they got a lot of cool powers. Is Uryu sucks dick? Is all we're hearing from this? I yeah, I still hate Uryu. Yeah, he's missing out on a lot of cool powers because he's a fucking old school Quincy. He didn't want to evolve. He's just thinking about his grandpa the whole time. <laughs> no, not my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. So I thought this was interesting because we saw this in episode one. Then this is episode three. We get the same thing where Yuwa learns that Quilgate is fighting Ichigo and Wekomundo. He immediately unplanned is like, all right, everybody get up. We're going to society. Quick, 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 quick. Because he uh, learns that Ichigo is right. in Wekomundo. Yeah. And then he did the same thing with the first invasion was that he had the Arankar fighting Ichigo, and when he returned, he was like, you did a pretty good job just stalling him. Like, that's all they're doing with Ichigo, is they're just running out the clock. It's like it's fucking basketball. Isn't that Aizen's plan? That was Aizen's plan. Was it Aizen's plan to just keep him, like, oh, it was because they trapped him in uh, Wekomundo originally. Yeah. Yeah. Did not go to go fuck with anybody until Iz- until Ichigo and a bunch of captains were in Wekomundo, and they locked him in. That's smart. They knew he would go rescue his girl. Yeah, it just yeah, goes to show that people don't fuck around with Ichigo. They're like, damn, where is he? That's where we're not going to be. Thank you. They're like, fuck that guy. They really made Ichigo seem like he was the strongest it's ever been. Well, I mean, he's uh, what is it? Stern Ritter J straight up tells him. He's like, he's like, oh, you're that one guy to look out for. And Imagine then, being that. Yeah. 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 You're that guy. Ichigo is literally that guy. He's that guy. That guy, fuck it. Abandon all your plans. Focus on that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Or yeah. Uh, just flee. We can invade now. And then in between the fight with Ichigo and Kuge, we get something that I totally forgot. So there were two things I totally forgot that happened. One was Ion shows up, which I was like, hell yeah. yeah. I love how they just. And I forgot that Ion gets sucked in to Quilge. I was like, what? Because I've seen the form. I yeah. obviously seen the and he's got like fucked a big, up form a big million eyes, times over. The, the giant arm. I did not put together for a second that I was like, every time I see that picture, I'm like, oh, that's right. He sucked in Ion. Not until I saw this. I was like, oh, the eyes and the arm and stuff come from Ion. Yep. I just wrote Ion hype. In my head, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome, and he beats his ass too. He shows up and starts pummeling him. He 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 got he gets him like the Hulk. Yeah, straight <laughs> yeah. up, he hulks him, and then he gets Thanos. Yeah, poor guy. And then we get our first appearance of Udu's dad when he's trying to, you know, it's like in the study or something. Yeah, he's like in that. the study and trying to find all the history about what happened. And he breaks into his office and finds the old dusty book that's his grandpa's. Of, of course. course, he's got that attachment fucking to his grandpa. The homie was in the least amount of episodes and is probably referenced the most out of fucking anybody that was in that little episode. It's like, <laughs> goddamn. They don't even talk about Chad's grandpa that much. No. I know. We don't talk about abuelo. Yeah, my abuelo. He's gone. It's, he did. Chad moves on. Like, not that big of a deal. Um, this is right after the point 
where I think we get one of the most badass moments that we could possibly get. We find out that Mayuri is the one that killed everybody in the Ryokin district. Yeah. 28,000 souls, basically. He expunges them, I think are his uh, direct words in dub. Yeah. So he he eradicates them, basically, because he found out that the Quincy's, he was watching them the whole time, and he, he didn't know they were Quincy's for sure, but there were abnormalities happening in the living world. He saw that multiple hollows were just getting eradicated. Just boom, 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 boom. So in order to keep the balance, he went to the poor people district and fucking had them all eradicated. Yep. And then that's when Ikaku and his team probably show up afterwards and they're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I did not expect that because they show Ikaku and Yumichika showing up and they're like, man, what's going on? And they're like, oh, look at all these sandals. I thought I was like, oh, it's Quincy's. There's another thing that Quincy's are doing. But it's Mayuri making the hard choices. Straight up. You see, old man Yama, you need to learn from this guy. I mean, he might fuck people up, but, you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Imagine a scenario where you're like, yeah, this guy went to the poor district and cleaned it up. What a hero. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Caused a massacre. But so they, they have a conversation. Actually, Yama and Mayuri have this conversation because Yama's the one that calls him out on it. He's like, yeah. why didn't you tell me? Or like, why didn't you tell us that you were like you were doing that? He was like, if I told you, you would have told me no. It's like I had to do it right then, right there. Um, he says the only reason any of this is happening is because you did not kill Yua. Like, you didn't refer to him as Yua, but you didn't kill that man all those years ago. Yep. So, Miri spins it. It's like, yeah, if you if you just killed him back in the day, it wouldn't be our fucking problem anymore. And yeah. Yama says nothing. Because like, he knows he fucked up. Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got nothing. I also like, uh, so, Mayuri just assumes that all the Quincy's were dead, and then Ryu shows up in Soul Society. He's like, there's another one? Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. I told you as soon as that Quincy was there, there was going to be a problem. Yeah. 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 I really liked in this. in the, So this episode and the one following, you really see a lot of the Soul Reapers have, you know, he's a sketchy fucking guy, but have complete respect for Mayuri where they're like, man, if we just get Mayuri some intel, he'll figure this out. Yeah. Like multiple captains say that, like, usually he needs about a day and he'll figure it out. He's the Batman of Soul Society. Dude, he totally is. Mm-hmm. Hidden weapons all over his body. All right. So back to Hueco Mundo here. Uh, we get quickly absorbing Ion, obviously. Sad times. But then I thought this was a nice touch in classic Hueco Mundo fashion. Inoue protects Lolly mentally again. Yeah. She's like next oh to him, has the shield up, even though they, they got beat their... the fuck out of her. They beat the shit out of her, dude. Poor girl. Yeah. And then we find out that Urhara and Peshe, the whole time this conflict was going on, they fucked off to go save Donachaka, who they found buried in sand somewhere. Wasn't his mask cracked or something? No, he was just hiding. He was just hiding? Yeah. Oh, okay. They said the moment the conflict started, he just dug in the sand. And did oh, my it. God. He's a, what is it, like ostriches? No, what kind of bird is it? <laughs> yeah, ostrich. Ostrich? In the sand. Yep. 100%. And then we get to see them all preparing for the invasion, well, the upcoming invasion. They're, like, guarding their gates. And we meet a new character, at least to my knowledge. The dude with the glasses? Yes. Okay, thank you, because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Six-seat Kojimaru, I believe is his name. I don't know if you pronounce the J. But he's like a genuine nice dude. Yup. He's just like not a bad guy. He looks a little bit like Eisen though. But he's like good guy. Just explaining the situation. Just doing his thing. He reminded me of one of the dudes from the fillers. I just can't remember his name. You better not say Makoto dog. It don't look like. Is it the guy that throws the fucking Beyblade through the sky? The Beyblade? The Beyblade. I can't. Dude. I can't remember. He is, but he was one of the dudes in the fillers that wears little glasses, like little yeah, red glasses. Yeah, that's it's, fucking Makoto. Is it Makoto? Okay, yeah. yeah. He was in the Amagai filler arc. Yeah, that guy's a piece yeah. of shit. Sam, I must correct you once again. Oh my god, his name Magoto. And Magoto, we fucking hate Magoto. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that bitch. God damn. 
respect. He ain't the goat though. Dude, he when I was first playing Bleach Bracels, he showed up in almost all of my fucking summons. That stupid piece of shit. Uh, I hate that dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, cocksucker. We hate that guy. So last episode we're talking about here, episode four, and then we're gonna come back next week with another one. Hopefully every Saturday. If you guys are following along here, let's go through my notes. I wrote some shit down. All right, all okay, right, okay. all right, all right. Let's get it. Um, we fi- this is where we figure out that if you destroy the disc on the head, they can't use the absolute subordination of Reishi is what they called it. So which Ichigo does almost instantly. But which again, once again he's thinking. He's yeah, his brain it grew. Yeah, he's crazy. He's cracked. I don't know what. Ever since the was it the full bring arc, he just decided to start using his brain. Yeah. Oh, and it is worth noting, by the way, at the end of episode three, I didn't even touch on it. The invasion begins, but the only thing of note that we really see was Basby shows up and immediately Glaxakira, which is the would be. Oh, guy. I know. He Eat a up. dick. Eat a dick. I also hate him. So wrote down in my notes, get fucked, Kira. <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I forgot how big the fucking hole was. And you see his arm yes. just laying there, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, he got blasted. He got blasted. Almost like he should never be allowed to come back again, like blasted, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, back to uh, Wekomundo. They're just, they destroy the, get, the disc. Then we find out that there's a thousand dead soul reapers in the first seven minutes of the invasion, which seven minutes for an invasion is a long time, by the way. And then we get our boy Kojimaru. Uh, he gets cut in half by Ugrim, which is a bit unfortunate. I Literally know. sliced I, up the middle. After being such a nice dude. Yeah, you knew it was coming. He can't be that nice and survive in the world of Bleach. It's just not going to happen. Why can't we sacrifice Kira for him? <laughs> I agree. Let's I agree. go. Let's out with the old and with the new, baby. And then we get a couple of matchups here. So we get Sternrider F, as not everybody loves him or her. I don't want to judge. And we get versus Renji and Byakia. Ooh, that's totally right. Mm-hmm. Sternrider E, everybody's favorite Bambietta versus, hey. I'm going to try and pronounce the name correct on the first go, Komamura. Yep, you did. Yep, yep. Thank you. And it's worth noting that Lieutenant Iba is there as well. Not that we'll ever see him do anything, <laughs> but he is behind Komamura. Yeah. And this is where everybody – so I don't remember this from the manga, which is was interesting for me watching it because I'm sure it was in there. I just have shit memory. The captains believed that they sealed, sealed the Bankais, but there's yeah. a big twist that happens when they're fighting where they – Byaki is the one that figures out – they don't seal the bankais; they steal the bankais. Yep, exactly. Which is a totally different thing than what they were prepared for. Well, so in the, it's re, it's referenced that uh, Ichigo was telling uh, what's his name Yuki everything that happened in the fight, and then Yuki went back and told the Soul Society. God so damn they go, Ichigo! They can they can they can seal stuff, so we got to watch out. And then Biaki is like, "We'll we'll we'll let it happen and figure out how to counter it." but they're stealing instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of the things, because his game plan going into the fight was I'll let him seal my Bankai, and then Renji, you attack with your Bankai and fuck him up. But then they find out that they can steal it, and he's like, okay, don't use the Bankai. <laughs> don't yeah. use the Bankai. Which, you know, I, I liked. I think it's a cool dynamic. Obviously, obviously love Byakia. Well, um, him and Renji have just gotten better over age. Yes, they do Their a cool combo thing, attack yeah. when they're originally fighting, where Renji does this classic, like, wrapping them up with Zabimaru, and Byakuya jumps in there and immediately attacks him right in the face. I'm like, damn, all right. And then as notes, like, 
I don't remember if it was in that last episode, but when he starts showing visions and stuff like that. Uh, he hasn't started doing that yet. Okay. So that'll be probably episode five that so happens. the start of next week. That is when Asnot starts showing off that he can control his veins to block stuff because he's like make the veins show up on his eye and then he yep. can't be attacked. Then he makes it show up on his neck. He can't be attacked. The ultimate shield. He's just greed. <laughs> yeah, straight up. He's greed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rangiku is actually the one who ends up informing everybody that they can steal, not seal them, which I thought, man, Rangiku was pretty useful there. <laughs> like, yeah, wouldn't I, wouldn't I, you know? Oh, and they corrected her hair. Yeah. She's blonde. Yep, blonde, blonde. They made a big change there, which they almost did it dirty blonde enough where if you weren't looking, you wouldn't notice. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess it is Rangiku where she does change her hair often or at least has a style change. So it's not too noticeable. And you're just like, oh, it's just her progressing. Yeah. And then we get a list of people who have their Bankais stolen, which is Hitsugaya, Komamura, Soifan, and Byakuya. I Correct. believe all of them. Which some of them are better than Wait, others. Did Kenzie release his at that time? I not. don't remember. He did not. He has not released his. So he'll do his later. But we, I thought was interesting. Nobody thinks of the fact that maybe Sasakibe's got stolen. And, like, why would Sasakibe know. not know that it gets stolen? Like he, he tried to say it. I always thought that he said it off screen, and that's how they figured it out. No, he, he tries He tries to tell uh, old man Yama, but then just doesn't get the words out. He tried really hard, man. Uh, see, I saw that because they keep putting away, and I thought for sure they would cut away for the suspense part of it. And they were like, yeah, he got the words out. He just we just cut away. I did not occur to me that he died before he got the words out. Nope, couldn't. He said bankai, and then just like afterwards, is like nothing. Fucking good for nothing, ass Sasaki, dude. Jesus Christ. So I have a thing I'd like to point out about this scene. It makes sense for everybody to go into bankai except Soyphone because hers is like a nuclear missile. She's trying to shoot at close range. She didn't give a fuck. She was just trying to end it all. That's true, though. That's true. There's no reason why she should be going Bankai. There's not a single one because she's the only one who is a ranged one. When she fought against Bargon, she made it clear, like, yeah, I don't like fucking doing it because it's so it's it's like I, I get caught it's not in stealthy. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It's so, so true. There's no reason for her to pop hers. And think about all the setups she had to do. She had to move to a faraway location. She had to wrap a bunch of bullshit around the building to deal with the recoil. She had to have him distracted so he couldn't move. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, what's his name? Omida? Oh, the boy. The boy. The boy. <laughs> we love Omida, dog. He had to put in some work for that. And in this one, she's just like, yeah, I'm going to pop it and just see what happens. <laughs> she, she was okay with losing it. She didn't give a fuck. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe she was going under the impression they were sealing it, and they were just going to immediately like, she's like, hey, take mine, idiot. Like, you're going to get blown you're away like, all the way out of cell society. Losers, if you don't know how this works, you're just going to die. Yeah. Maybe maybe she did know they were going to steal it, and she was like, good. When he tries to use it, I'll stab him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, my Bankai. Yeah. Whatever am I going to do? Does anybody ever try to use her Bankai against them in the future? I think so, but I, I can't remember. I think they don't know how to use it, and I think that's how it backfires. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember, though. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. A um, couple other things that happened in this episode. Akon is the one who makes the decision to call Ichigo. Yeah, the yeah. boy. Literally MVP of the series makes that decision. I have notes about that. We'll get to that at the end. Okay. And then Akon, in order to call Ichigo, has to call Urahara because I guess that's just his pimp. You just call yeah. Urahara and he'll figure <laughs> it out. 
Uh, Quilge is getting his ass beat by Ichigo and is very upset that he cannot steal Ichigo's Bankai, which I guess that didn't get relayed. Yeah, but I think they knew when they sent uh, the Arankar guy. I forgot his name. Yeah, we don't care. Who we don't guy. care he, about he him. He got killed. Uh, but I think they straight up said that he couldn't absorb it. I think the thought was, well, he's just like a lowly Arankar. Also, he, he, he didn't have enough power to do it. Or maybe he just did it wrong. I mean, you know, the Quincy's are all like racists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the correct race. Not the superior yep. Quincy race. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I saw another thing that was interesting is Urahara literally repeats the ending of the whole Eisen arc again on Quilge, where Ichigo weakened him. And then Urahara's like, hey, thanks for weakening him. I got him now. Yep. I was like, the fuck I fucking you, love Urahara, Urahara so though. He's pissed. hilarious. I'm like, you're stealing my thunder, dog. He knows what's good. <laughs> yeah. And then let's see. Okay. So. Here's what I've written down for the power. So we obviously have the Volstern dick, where it makes him powerful. Blue, you're correct there. And then they call it Bankai plundering is the three main skills of the Quincy's. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, and then this is where we find out where Ichigo gets summoned to go to the Soul Society. He's running through the Garganta, wherever the fuck it is. Um, and he gets trapped by a now alive Quilge, who I didn't remember this, shoots his prison cell arrow bullshit through the ribs of Chad and Orihime. Yeah, I did, I forgot about that. Yeah. I legit forgot about that. Like, he fucked straight them up. up, pierces them both, yeah. fucks them up. Urahara gets a little pity-ass arrow to the back. That's all he gets. And everybody else is, you know, all right. And he's like, oh, shit, I didn't think he was going to be alive. And this is where he says, so Urahara says, Quilge used something called Ronso Tengai? Yeah. yeah. You remember that? No, I don't remember that. What the fuck is Ronso Tengai? That's the thing where you can use your spiritual energy to manipulate your body like it's a marionette. Who did uh, that? Who are you? In his fight with Mayuri, uh, he was too injured to move. So he was oh, moving his. You're totally God, fucking right. Callback. Dude, I my got fucking basically fucking just dementia. Exploded. I know Holy I shit. That. Holy. So when I get to move, I have a lot to say about Kilgay. Okay, okay. And then. We're almost. This is pretty much the end of the episode because the episode ends. This is episode four with Ichigo getting trapped in the Garganta on the way to Soul Society and shuts. And that's that's the last thing that we see. That is also the very last page of volume fifty six. Oh, okay. okay. So they covered a whole last volume in four episodes. Two volumes, right? Two, two volumes. Two. The last page is uh, the Garganta is closed, and Kilge says, "Sit inside that cage and watch as the Soul Society falls." Okay. Yeah. And yeah. he says that I in do the anime, remember that. So yeah. that's good. Yep. All right. So what what notes do you have that we didn't cover? Uh, one, they skipped an entire like lieutenants meeting. Oh. Okay. That's interesting. When the 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 captains are having their meeting and they're discussing what the fuck is going on, the lieutenants are also there and they're like, "Yeah, Ikaku found these footprints. We don't know what the fuck is going on." And that okay. they skipped. Uh, they skipped the joke about Shino having a flat chest. <laughs> okay so in the anime they played up like so when ryunosuke is running away from the hollows they played that up more for horror it's kind of a joke in the manga yeah i uh, i do remember that it was more it was more of a silly tone than it was and then this time it's like very graphic and scary almost yeah, shit i thought they did a really good job in the beginning yeah when they were showing the hollows and i was like damn that is actually scary because I was watching. Look I was terrifying. Like, it would be scary, like you know, like obviously we see Ichigo and everybody just demolishing everybody that you can think of and the building. <laughs> yes, but I was like, if you were just a nobody, that would be scary. That'd be fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. 
how far the, the power ceiling goes, it's hard to, to remember that hollows, even hollows used to be a big problem. Yeah, yeah, they were a big problem originally. Uh, I should point out, because I, I type it this way so often, my phone just auto-corrects Ichigo's name to Ichigoat. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Good, we love Ichigoat. I mentioned I don't like the gold Getsuga, but I understand why they did it. I like the gold Getsuga. I and it was kind of like, nice and flashy. I like the black and white Getsuga, too. Exactly. I'm a big boy of that one. It's because it's it's easier to differentiate when Ichigo does a thing compared to the Quincy's who are all blue. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Do you think the Sternritters, you know, like later on, they're going to have that colored effect that they do in BBS? Well, didn't they show it in the Core 2 trailer that when they the, the uh, little Quincy little flames are lighting up, they're all different colors in the, tra in the trailer? Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember seeing that. Uh, they cut a scene where Lisa and Hiori are getting back from the hot springs, and that's about it. Okay. All right. The well, most yeah, memorable part. Huh? I already knew going into it that Kubo had given them the green light to basically cut any like funny bits that don't fit in in order to keep it more serious. I still thought that there was a good amount of like silliness in it. Like even when uh, like going back to where Ichigo's going to go save the uh, enslaved uh, Aran cars when Nell's grabbing onto his face, I can't help but laugh at that. I think there that's was a hilarious. solid amount. Yeah. I thought they did it th a good little you know mix. And then the last note for Volume One is uh. Yamamoto saying, I am here, there is no greater security, goes so hard. Yeah, yeah dude, it does. It, it does. He's fucking awesome. I mean, even when the like that group of Quincy's invades his office and he just pulls it, he uh, does he unsheathe his sword in that moment and just creates fire? Or is that just him like backhanding? No, he, he uses the sword. Oh, he does fire. use the sword? Yeah. But he does it instantaneously because he's the best. Yeah, he's a fucking monster, dude. Mm -hmm. Just see that and then just a giant hole in his office. So on to episode two, I I love the idea that the Quincy's are like, let's just enslave Iran cars and make them part of us. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad game plan because Iran cars, you know, they're already there physically. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, just take these already evolved creatures and we'll just send them into the army. Where even when they were talking about like, hey, why are they enslaving all those Iran cars? And like, oh, they're probably gonna put them as their forward front. You know, like they'll go in first. It's like, oh shit, a smart move that would really want to get back at the Soul Reapers, it would be an army of hollows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, you would think it wouldn't take too much conv convincing, where it's like, yo, we'll either kill you now or join our army. You can attack the Soul Reapers, one of the two, and then like, oh, that's not, not such a bad game plan. I'm sad that Ludus and Esvern don't stick around because I like their designs. Yeah, they, yeah got, they do have pretty cool designs. They got so. yeeted almost instantly because they were designed like they could have been good people. And like, um... One of them, the guy that broke into Yama's office, I was like, damn, he's got to be fucking cool. Do we ever find out who the other four who broke into the office are? We know one of them was Ugram, and I yeah. don't. Uh, is We only know the two. Okay, okay. Uh, so there's a scene that they cut. So, like, right before Ichigo decides to go on patrol, uh, Uryu lets Ichigo know that the reason that Soul Society called Yuki at that point and it told him all the details uh, about Sasakibe getting killed just because they knew Ichigo was there, and they wanted to give him that information in a roundabout way because they're like, it's something he should know. Smart. Yeah, smart. it makes a lot of sense. He's the guy, all right? Let's not forget, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the go-to guy. And I mentioned we'd get back to that. Who was it that made that phone call, guys? Akon. Akon. Yeah, yeah Akon. it was. <laughs> 
he made the decision because he thought Ichigo needed to know, and then he's the guy that made the decision to call Ichigo to Soul Society. Akon's the boy, but have they ever in the history of the show interacted, Akon and Ichigo? Uh, I think they talked once, but not really. Wasn't that way back when in the uh, like the invasion arc? Like after I everything settled like, down? I feel like it might have been a filler arc. I'm not kidding. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. That's the closest you're going to get. Game recognizes game. I'm just saying. <laughs> we love Akon. A- Akon is one of the goats. I There's the note about Yuha's mustache. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uncensored Holly Bell, let's go. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we love that. All right. She was already in release form, right? As she was captured? Yeah, and they went with the manga design, so it is they're all out there. Yep. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason why Kubo was like, hey, it's going to be airing it in a later time slot, so it's going to be uncensored, baby. Dude, he knew what was up. Dude, people's getting heads just getting shot off, arms mm-hmm. ripped off. Mm-hmm. We didn't get none of that black and white shit like back in the day. So when it goes from one chapter to another, there's these blank pages Kubo will do little doodles of. And on the page after we see Holly Bell, there's just a little doodle of an injured shark. <laughs> oh my god I, I would like to know what goes on in his mind hey uh, totally off the record and uh, uh not relevant to bleach at all but there's a video that just came out uh, 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 <laughs> i know the egyptian one yeah oh my god yeah. but i saw it that was fucked i was like <laughs> no way someone's just showing this right that now. is it's... so sad it is so and like he's crying for help okay just for reference or anyone doesn't know don't watch it if you're like sensitive heart but there is a Russian family that went to Egypt, I think, to move there, from my understanding. And they went swimming, and the boyfriend of one of the people there got attacked by a shark, and they filmed the whole thing. Like, another tourist has the whole attack on video, and it's brutal. Yeah, all you, like it's literally like what you imagine, though. It's like a lot of moving. You see the arms and stuff flailing around, and then it's just like a bunch of yelling and screaming. And Blood like, in the water. Like, it's the yeah, Jaws like ride at Universal red. Studios. Yeah, it's just like holy shit don't fuck with sharks that's all we gotta say <laughs> i don't go in the ocean anymore <laughs> did you see the thing about the killer whales they know how to Dude. attack boats now this is why i say we kill all of the fish and everything and you know what also to double down on this firstly kill all the fish in the ocean sam for president okay <laughs> secondly you know why the orcas are such pieces of shit this goes back to a classic i've been saying since day one i'm a day one og on this you know why why because they're technically part of the dolphin family yeah, yeah, they Eradicate are dolphins. They're giant all dolphins. dolphins. Eradicate all dolphins. Fucking Oreo dolphins. If people don't know, dolphins are massive pieces of shit and also rapists. Yep, yep, yep. Eradicate the dolphins. Dude, you know how people are always like, I want to go swim with the dolphins. Don't. They yep. like to play a game where they grab onto you, pull you down underwater, and then like watch you kind of like swim up, and then they'll bump you back up because they think it's funny. That's a thing. That's fucked up. Danny and Vivi did that. Did you see they did that in Jamaica? Yeah, but that was some trained shit. Yeah, they. He, I told him he swam with rapists. I hope he's happy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So going back to death. <laughs> so they did show the funeral in the anime, but they cut out Byakuya had a whole eulogy for Sasakibe. Oh, that's so right. Really? He I totally don't remember that did. at all. Yeah. He talks about uh, Chojiro had a third name. It's Chojiro uh, Tadaoki Sasakibe, apparently. Okay. Weird. Okay. 
a soul reaper who should have been a captain. According to the records, he achieved Bankai before Kyoraku and Ukitake were even born. Yes. Uh, he said, uh, should have been a captain. He did not want to. He never yes. displayed his Bankai. He was a man of integrity. He has to be treated just like any other officer. And he, this speech just goes on and on. Uh, yeah, Ch- Chojiro. A man, what a badass. A man who swore uh, to remain an assistant captain for life as long as Ginryusai Yamamoto was alive. So that leads me that leads me to believe here. I, I, I want to pose a question. If Yama died before Sasakibe, would Sasakibe have taken over? Probably. You think so? Over Byakuya, over uh, Shiraku, everybody. I think there would have been a period of mourning, and by period, I mean like a couple hundred years of him like eating ice cream and crying. But I feel like he probably would have been at some. Would but would he have been the the leader? Would he have taken over? Would he just come back as a captain? I feel like he would probably just been a regular captain. Like he doesn't sleep. That that does make a lot of sense because he was just. What like, just proud to be by um Genryu's side, right? Yes. And that was his whole thing was like, I'll protect you and I will do what you want. Maybe he goes Romeo and Juliet and he killed himself. He was oh my god. He's like, let I me mean, kiss your lips, Mister. <laughs> he does full on uh, seppuku. Yep. But I'm thinking there, you know, there would be a period of mourning, and then somebody would talk him into honoring Yama's memory by protecting soul society, then he'd be a captain of some other. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And then probably promote Kiraku again. We're still, I think we're still on notes for episode two. When the Quincy's are trying to recruit hollows, the phrase, we don't mind punching a few more holes in you felt super fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is pretty fucked up. And then I wrote it down for the fucking uh, historical context. Kilgay Opie is modeled after Heinrich Himmler. Damn. Part of the... Like the Nazi, right? Yeah, he created the concentration camps and is one of the dudes responsible for the Holocaust. Hey, today, hey, well, today that, I learned. Well, fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> today well, I learned. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I wrote down Kilgay's English VA is amazing. I thought you were hating on his uh, German accent. No, he no, doesn't really have one. Yeah, he 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 talks. I'm talking Esburn, the fucking Quincy, or the the, <laughs> the, the, the Aronkar Quincy hybrid. Hillgate's voice acting is awesome. He was actually really funny throughout the whole bit. Oh, he's amazing. He's a really fun character. Yeah, even if he's off of someone who is the worst. Yeah, but he gets killed by my boy, the boy. Uh, and then I wrote down something I should have known decades ago i finally figured out why all the captains stand where they do during the meetings do you guys know i've this honestly like never paid attention to this moment. to be completely honest <laughs> all right let me I shoot do... in the dark really quick uh it is when they join the soul society no it is odd numbered captains on one side even numbers on the other oh my god it's so ocd <laughs> like that yeah i i feel really stupid because you're like well, why is Soyphone always standing next to Unohana, who's always next to Byakuya? I just realized two, four, six. Yeah. Eight, ten, yeah. Because Toshiro's, feel- Toshiro's on that side too, right? With uh, Mayuri? Yeah. It's an even number. I wrote down that apparently Sternritter means Star Knight. 
Oh, that's sick. Oh, that's a really cool name. Holy shit. So there's, I missed some stuff, but I wrote down some German translation. Sternritter is Star Knight. Uh, the Volstandig means holy form. And the Sklave Ray, which is the, the subjugation thing, means holy slave. Well, then, all right. <laughs> all right. That's got some cool translations yeah. going on there. Okay. Let's see. Something, something. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot how recent the Quincy genocide was. It was only like 200 years ago. Which in the in the lives of a soul reaper is not that long ago. That's at all. like a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. For like for context, when Rukia and Renji had their falling out, they didn't talk for like forty years. Jesus. Jeez. Okay. Okay. And I that's, thought that's, it was like that four is days. the beginning of the series. Yeah, that's really early on. Yeah. So like they were not talking for longer than Ichigo's been around. <laughs> Lovely. We love that. I mean, that's almost uh, what longer than Ichigo's mom's lifespan. Yes, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Mayuri is like kind of talking to Yamamoto, I wrote that it's weird for even Mayuri or anyone to mouth off to Yamamoto like that. That's true, but he did it because he knew he was right. I think that, and because he was so full of like, "Bitch, I told you so." Ah, uh, he just wanted to get the moment. Could it have also been a little bit of, "Man, I hope Yama doesn't kill me." <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I feel like to me, he kind of came off as like a, uh, like, like kind of like the Quincy's were talking to you at the beginning of the series where they were like, fuck, well, I, I don't know. Well, I, I was like, all right, relax, relax. It's like, he was popping off at Yama. Let's see. And then I just wrote ion hype continues. <laughs> yeah. Right, ion was true. A go- it was a go. He was awesome. Then I mentioned, so I didn't bring this up before every single scene after, the meeting in Ichigo's room with Uryu is anime only. Oh, okay. That's oh, okay. interesting. Yeah. And also, I wrote just talk. Why it couldn't Uryu's dad just talk? Yeah, yeah, but he's never done that in the whole series. He's not that guy. He doesn't care about his son. He really doesn't. You could get shot with a gun. He'd be like, ha ha, you deserved it. He's like, you <laughs> deserved it, but let me heal you real quick. Stitch you up. All yeah, right, get out of like, here. Like, had you listened to me, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> exactly. He's like, should have been a doctor, son. Mm-hmm. Should have been a doctor. Then we're on to episode four. I just wrote, holy shit, all the bodies. Yeah. yeah. Piles yeah. and piles and piles. Something to say a thousand dead in seven minutes and another thing to see. Hey, here's all the dead bodies. <laughs> yep. yep. It looks pretty grim. Rose I'm... is talking to somebody. I forget who. Nanana Najakoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentions how he, he gets new influences looking at Kira when he plays the guitar, like, pl- like to kill yourself. Like, for what? And it just goes bam. And then I wrote Rose is as trash as Kira. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a huge fan of Rose. And I wrote uh, Bambietta, my beloved. And then fuck yeah, Mass Day Masculine. Yeah, and he shows up for a <laughs> yeah. second, and I liked Byakuya was like, yeah, he don't stand there, and then just shoots him down. I'm like, all right, that's some good tactics. Yeah, like, he's like, all right, don't want to deal with this motherfucker. Words cannot express my disappointment that his dub is not just Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> you want him to come out and be like, ooh, Byakuya, I'm going to put the hurting on ya. Slap into a Volstandig, boy. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, just go dig him up from his grave and he can do the VA. So. Oh, my God. Someone should just rework that bit, give him the glasses and the hat. Dude, they got the AI voice now. It's like, just yeah. fucking throw it in there. 
Uh, I wrote Kang Do is lame, and I'm glad he dies early. Who the fuck is Kang Do? The guy that steals uh so is it so no he steals Toshiro's Bonkai. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Power is he has hard skin like Noitora, except not as cool, and also he has some tiger claws, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Noitora yeah. was a badass, especially his uh like release form with the Santa Teresa. So not even messing with you. While I was waiting for this to start, I have volume 35 here, and I was reading through it, and this is the Kenpachi versus Noitora fight. Ah, the classics. All, the, all, all he had to do was use two hands. The fine wine of Bleach. <laughs> actually, I no, I'm pretty things. upset right before that, okay? My boy gets glacked. Oh, you know, I actually had a thing I wanted to mention about that. Because <laughs> they're asking, hey, why don't you heal me up? I need to go help. And Mayuri says... You should know better. Kimpachi's the one fighting. When he's on a battlefield, he's like a wolf with its scent, with the scent of blood in its nostrils getting his way, and he'll eat you too. To be devoured by a beast is a foolish way to die, don't you think? Yup. Damn, we love that. Kimpachi's awesome. Which he is not showing up almost at all. He was in one little scene, and that was it. Oh, he'll show up later. Hell yeah, the boy. Yeah. And so, you know how hard it is to get Yamamoto to do anything? Like, he waited until people were about to get killed by Ion until he stepped in during the invasion. Yeah, that is very true. Like, four of his captains have their Bonkai stolen, and he immediately is like, I have to go do something. But he still has not left his perch. And it's the whole time this is all happening, they cut back to him, he's just watching. He's just watching right He's like, maybe they can handle themselves. Nope, 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 it's going south. I'm pretty sure he jumps out. Maybe I wrote that. I think maybe he that. Jump. That might have been a thing in the manga that I was like, oh, yeah, I'll write this down. Yeah, I didn't see no I jumping was, in the anime. I saw no jumping. I was side-by-side side comparison them, so I might have gotten some stuff mixed up. And then I wrote, Stark has to fight another guy with a gun. Not oh, Stark, yeah, though. yeah, that's true. Shunsui. Hiroki. Yeah. yeah, what are the <laughs> odds of that? He kills one guy with a gun, and he gets the other guy with the gun. I It would have been kind of cool if he did something like a, oh, like I fought one of you guys before already. Like, yeah, this that would have been cool. It's a good matchup for me. It would have also been cool if we got a team up with Stark coming through, like during the big fight with, what was his name, Lyle? Hey, they mentioned Stark's name. That's all I got to say. Stark was mentioned in the anime. Stark and That's Baragon. a W, dog. Stark and Bar- Hi. Uh, so the guy that shoots out Shunsui's eye is a guy named Robert Akutron. And he's a character everybody was really hyped for in the manga because he has such a different design. And then he just gets killed off screen. <laughs> Does he really? He gets he gets exploded or like burned into a pillar of light when Yuha does his uh oh when he calls uh, back his power he does his grand recall yeah so he like he uses his his Volstandig in this it's weird he it doesn't get a big scene he just doesn't and it's called I don't know if it's a technique or anything but it's called let's see Grim something uh do 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 uh which means god's step all right well listen that's why he got killed off screen he blew his load in the very first invasion he's done yeah he thought he was too cool he was very cool i mean he blows out he blows out like a really important character's eye so there yeah. we go yeah who yeah. that should have really gone through his whole skull and killed him what do you like yeah. just nick him on the side i don't understand the logic but i mean it didn't even the he, fucking eye right it was like a dead mm-hmm. dead on the eye it was in the it was in the side. When you see him later, you'll get to see like the trail of the bullet. 
passing through the side of his head. Oh, I see. So it like hit him going in. It was this way out. Yeah. All right. So now I get to to gush about Killgay and why he's one of the best fights in the series. Wait, is that, so? Is that how we pronounce his name, or is it Quillgay? Uh, either or. I've heard it Killgay. I didn't bother to look up a pronunciation because I don't care that much. <laughs> well, it's one of the best fights in the series, apparently. By these, you're gonna look it up. Ah, fuck it. Uh, so. <laughs> Best because his Quincy power is useless in a real fight because it takes setup to use the jail. Oh, I yeah, yeah, I could see that. Makes sense so why he, he was off in Weko Mundo for the, that one special specific reason, too. Well, there's that. It was clearly we have to lure Ichigo here, but also he uses every single one of the Quincy's abilities and showcases what they can do. Yeah, so Urahara at that point is just like, all right, taking notes. Let me see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Passing this on. Using uh the subjugation. He's using the the speed. The was it Kyorin Kaku something? The quick step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's using Blute Vein. He's using the bow. He's using the I'm gonna absorb your shit and take it into me, make me stronger. Which, if you think about his mission, Quincy's hate hollows. Why would he ever suffer the indignity of, like, absorbing Ion if not to get stronger to try and contain Ichigo? I mean, he does straight up say that, right? Like, he says that it's really gross and it's contaminating his, like, uh, spiritual pressure. It's contaminating it, and you could see in any other situation he would either just, like, run away or just not bother. But Ichigo's too important. Yeah. Gotta pay to Ichigo. He's the guy. He, he, He No, he's the goat. Oh, he's, he's the goat. <laughs> and then I wrote, God damn it, I thought the jail scene was this episode. I have so much more to say. We'll talk about it. <laughs> the jail scene. <laughs> the disappointment that we don't get the jail scene. Dude, I have notes upon notes. I wrote about this in preparation. Yeah, I, th- I thought for sure with the pace of how everything was going, I was watching. I was like, man, are we going to get the Yama fight like at least kicking off in episode four? And then it was like, no, they were just jumping around and all the other things. Like, okay, cool. So the next four is going to be really good. This show goes fast. It's it really quickly paced. Yeah, it goes really fast up until about like what, episode 10 or so? Yeah, that then you get the slowdown, the train, and then it goes hard like the last two episodes. Yeah, because we get, uh, what is it, Everything But the Rain is the last two episodes? Hell yeah, you see Ichigo's cool mom. Hell yeah. Mm. I was thinking, you know, because like, I know the Yama fight's coming up, right? And like that's when the whole turning point happens. Um, Like, what if Yama just rolled up with Aizen? Like, Yama went down there himself and was like, hey, Aizen, like, hey, reduce sentence if you come out. Oh, my God, that scared, that scared the fuck the out, shit of out of me. That scared the shit out of me. Shit. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack. The water heater just kicked on. Holy shit. Um. Like, if he just rolled up with Aizen, like, he just would have, the war would have just been over, right? It would have been over, but let's be honest, Yama has too much pride to ever ask Aizen for shit. Because I was, like, thinking, it's like, you know who the war potential are, so it's like, obviously, deep down inside, Yama probably knows who his strongest fighters are. Like, if he just went and collected the Infinity Stones of Bleach fighters, you know, it was like, so all right. Ichigo, Zoraki, Aizen, and yeah. Uh, Ichibe? Yeah, because I was thinking, like, this whole thing came about when they were talking about the thousand people they killed in seven minutes. I'm like, Yes, that's an impressive number, but it's like they could have also have done that had they just invaded. Like if the Soul Reapers were invading someone, they would have also had impressive numbers if they rolled up with all their captains like that. That's not how Soul Reapers work anymore. Yeah. That's true. They're nice. I, I'm just saying, had they flipped the table, the Soul Reapers would have boasted just as impressive numbers. So it's like, yeah, 1,007 minutes is crazy, but it's like. Here's the question. Uh, invade where? 
They don't know where the Atlanteans are coming from. Okay, well, I'm just saying hypothetically, if the Soul Reapers were invading, they would have boasted equal numbers. So by that representation, if Yama had rolled up with any of the special powers, would he he, he would have won. Maybe. Would all of the Stern Raiders not have just jumped him because that's a problem? I mean, we got Yugram in there. He'd be a giant pain in the ass to deal with. Yugram lost because of complete bullshit. Yeah. But like, what if... What if, okay, now stay with me on this one. Yama rolls up with Ichigo, okay? All of the Stern Raider go to jump him, right? They all, like, fucking do, you know, the captains versus Aizen, fucking full stab technique. Hidden under the rubble is Shinji, like Android <laughs> 17, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. We're going tournament of power? And he busts his Bankai right then and there. Uh, Shinji's Bankai does not differentiate friend from foe. Yeah, but you maybe he does it, right? And he's like, yeah, well, my people are strong enough. They'll come out on top. They would just start murdering each other. Yeah, well, that's that's a that's a win. You don't think Yama would take that? Sam, we know ne- <laughs> your own world, there's a very detailed explanation as to how Shinji's Bankai works. And would that work? No. Why? His Bankai only works against weaklings. That's the joke. Oh, what a piece of shit this Shinji guy is! Dog. I don't know why. We <laughs> all the him, hype for him, and I don't know why we let him it be all. a captain. That's some shit. Because he's got that cool intro music. Shinji Shikai is useful against really strong people. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: If I'm recruiting the Avengers of Bleach, I'm yeah. never in a million weird fucking years picking Shinji. Why would I pick someone whose Shikai is really good? But his Bankai is fucking trash tier garbage when I could have somebody who's both is good. I mean, we've never seen Aizen's Bankai. His Shikai is pretty good, though. He doesn't need one. That's why his is so good. Where Shinji needs one because this is crap. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Shikai is awesome. No, it's crap. It's a fucking bargain bin version of Aizen. Oh, he just fucks up your senses. He doesn't hypnotize you. Yeah, so it's a bargain bin. A hypnot- fucking up the senses, please. I could do that by spinning in a circle. Like, touche, <laughs> fucking Shinji. Is, the, is that going to be your Shikai, Sam? You convince people to spin in a circle? <laughs> that's right, fool. Whatever fucking no, works. Throw up. Apparently, that's a special power. So, touche, Shinji, idiot. Sam turns people into Beyblades. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so what What if Shinji Shikai hits you, Sam? How confused are you going to be for a split second? Not confused at all, okay? I have fucked up ears. I'm already dizzy. <laughs> I'll just be fucking back at home, dog. Be like, You're like, holy shit. A, then, I'm whole again. Yeah, I'm probably walk like normal, dog. Be like, fuck <laughs> it. I mean, it. Like you, you try to move your finger, your left arm moves. You try to move your toe, you tilt your head. It fucks up everything. I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll do it on the fly that's such a gamer thing to say too like it's inverted controls yeah i mean the only one that could do that was eyes and that's just because eisen's him he's a genius eisen ain't that much of a genius okay he's... i could do it <laughs> sam versus eisen epic rap battle of history <laughs> no problem any last bits to say on the episodes we watch i think the first four are really good i, I mean hey bleach yeah, is bleach. it was a really strong start fire uh, I watched a really shitty movie the other night, and I was thrilled to be able to watch something fantastic to clean out my tongue. I'm excited. <laughs> the classic Bleach Dog. All right. Well, let's call it. Thank everybody for watching. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Back. Appreciate it. We'll be back. We should be going pretty continuously going right into the second season as well. Don't forget, you can win a poster. 
All you got to do is share on the social media, YouTube, wherever you can do it, hashtag Bleach Boys, or leave a comment, like, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you're at, rate five stars, whatever it is. We have multiple of these, so we will be picking it random. Um, unfortunately, if you're an audio listener, you do got to kind of share on the social media, otherwise I don't think I can find you, but we'll be looking. So thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys next Saturday for another episode. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.